Elizabeth Chapel, a lifelong entrepreneur who finally found my niche. After years of new ideas and jumping from business to business, I figured out how to turn a craft into a successful career. In 2016, I started a monthly subscription box for quilters. That little startup has grown into a thriving, multiple six-figure business that I am so proud of. As a published author, designer of fabrics and patterns being sold throughout the world, my favorite thing to do is to teach others how to grow a career of their dreams. Each week you'll hear from me or from other guests who are creative entrepreneurs, so you can learn exactly what to do and what not to do to grow a career that's more rewarding and successful than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to turn your craft into a career that you love, I am so excited you're here. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. Welcome to the Craft to Career podcast. I am Elizabeth Chapel, the host of the podcast. And real quick, you probably found out about this podcast because of somebody sharing about it. They either told you about it or you saw a review. If you can take just a second to pay it forward and help someone else find the Craft to Career podcast, go ahead and leave a review. I'm going to read this review that comes from JLC Quilter. And her title is First Podcast Review Ever. Thank you so much for leaving a review and for this is the first podcast review ever. That actually means so much to me. So JLC Quilter says, listening to your interviews has given me the confidence to start my own business. You've given me enough information and stories from experienced entrepreneurs to help me develop a framework that will succeed. I'm never fast about starting something new and significant, so I've spent the last month and a half listening to almost all of your episodes, taking notes, and mulling over my plans as I navigate the next chapter of my life. Now I'm ready to do the work. Thank you. JLC Quilter, I am so excited for you. First of all, I am so glad that you have found this podcast and that it has stories and information and tangible things for you to do to start your business. And I love that you're taking the time to really think about it and to write down your ideas and your plan. I cannot wait for you and for your business. So you'll have to send me a DM. Let me know how things go. I would love to hear from you about that. And if you have not left a review for the podcast, take just a second to go and do that. It means the world to me and more importantly to another entrepreneur who this could really help them. This episode is... The title, well, first of all, you might be like, what are you talking about? A season of wintering. And if you kind of understand what that's talking about, you might be like, hmm, is this like a depression thing? (laughs) So no, let me explain where the idea for this episode came. This episode is just me, myself, and I sharing some tips and some encouragement for you as an entrepreneur. So on Instagram, I don't know if this was sponsored or if I follow this person, I follow them now. But the Instagram account is travel with Dalt, D-A-L-T. And I'll put a link to this exact Instagram reel in the show notes. But there was this beautiful reel and it showed a person hiking through the redwoods in California. And there's some music in the background and they tell a story. They say, my friend told me about a study they did a few years ago where they injected these beautiful redwood trees with a chemical similar to adrenaline so that the trees wouldn't go into hibernation. 
these mighty trees that normally live for hundreds of years died within one year because they didn't have a season of wintering. I think about us humans and the way we expect ourselves to always be in a season of spring, always blooming, always producing, always distracted, not making moments with the people we love or making time to be with nature. And they say, and I love this, distraction is the death of art. Boredom is the birthplace of it. And I love this. I saved it in my Instagram as motivational inspiration because I feel this myself and I know I've worked with enough entrepreneurs to know this is not an unusual thing. We all feel this drive to go, go, go. Like, heaven forbid we go into hibernation and, you know, for a season And I see people like, I'm in a creative rut. What do I do? It's part of our life cycle. It's a season of life. And myself, I am just now uh, at the end of 2023 coming into a burnout. Call it burnout. Call it hibernation. Uh, But I'm realizing the beauty of boredom, of slowing down. And so I just want you to think real quick, how often do you feel burnt out? Why are you doing what you are doing as a business owner? And when was the last time that you were bored? So why do I ask these questions? First of all, how often do you feel burnt out? I'm asking you this because I know my audience and I know that you are probably feeling burnt out right now. You're probably wondering, what should I be focusing on? My goodness. And as a podcast host, this is something I'm aware of and that I really try to talk about on the podcast often. I invite guests to come on and talk about, you know, oh, I've grown on YouTube or I've grown by being a blog writer. My fear with that is that you listeners are going to think, oh, well, I need to do that. Oh, I better do that too. Oh, now I need to do that. That is not my hope. I do not bring people on here who are experienced with success in different areas so that you feel like you need to do all of the things. My hope is that you can learn and pick one of the things. And hearing how people do something different, let's say that you are like me, you're a podcast host. So if you hear someone who is successful on YouTube, It doesn't mean you need to run and go and start a YouTube channel, but you may hear some tips that they have that will be applicable to your podcast. And sometimes even just hearing their excitement and their energy or their marketing ideas can be really great for you. So that's one thing that I am very conscientious of as a podcast host. And I know because I've listened to other podcasts, I'm like, oh, and they present it like, you have to do this. This is the way to have success. This is the only way. And I, it's, there's never only one way. There's not one path that you need to follow. You know, there are some things that are general, like you need to have a way to collect payment. You know, I mean, there are certain things that like, yeah, you do need to have this in your business, but there are many, many ways to run a successful business. And so, yeah, how often have you felt burnt out? How often have you felt like, well, I'm not doing enough, 
or heaven forbid I go on vacation, or what if I don't show up for a week? My business is going to shut down. Uh, Newsflash, it's not going to. You're going to be okay. Um, But, you know, how often do you feel that? That sense of urgency or that you're just bone tired, that you're just coming from a place of you're running on the exhaust fumes. So how often is that? And then I love this question. Why do you do what you do? This is such a good yardstick measurement, if you will, gauge of what are you offering in your business? Because I will tell you from personal experience, money will not carry you. If you're doing this because you want to earn money, you will burn out. It's just not, maybe you'll end up with a lot of money, but you're not going to be fulfilled and happy. And so really digging deep and asking yourself, why am I offering this? Why am I doing it? And how does this serve a greater purpose? And tap into that. That is going to bring so much more purpose and meaning and help you with this burnout situation. And then the the third thing that I asked, when was the last time that you were bored? And why do I ask that? Well, just, you know, what I shared about that um, boredom is the birthplace of art. Boredom is, we avoid it like the plague. In our society, we stay so busy. It's a badge of honor. It's almost, I mean, it's just how we function. I mean, my my father-in-law was talking about when he was growing up, people would just stop by the house and you would invite them in and they'd have a cup of lemonade and you would chat. In our society today where I live, that would be so rude. Like our schedules are jam-packed that if someone stops by unannounced, it's really like, what are you doing? But we don't do that. We just don't do that. I I have a bit of nostalgia. I'm not going to lie. I have a bit of nostalgia for that time and era. But, But life is different. And so it's important for us to not idealize and paint this picture that our value comes with how much we're producing or how busy we are or how many emails we've sent, or that rest and sleep are crucial. You will get physically ill if you're not getting the rest that you need. And yeah, so when was the last time you were bored? Because what if you just sit there with your boredom? And we're going to talk more about this as we keep going and why that's so uncomfortable for a lot of people. But first, I want to look back at 2023. So, you know, it's October. We're getting close to the end of 2023. And I just kind of want to recap what 2023 has looked like for me. How I tried to be in a constant season of spring in 2023. So if you go back and listen to the podcast at the beginning of the year, I was very much like, I'm going to get to a million dollars. I will be a million dollar earner. Um I hired a coach and joined some groups and they were like, okay, offer this, offer this, offer this. If you do this, you'll earn more money. So I did all of the things. I jumped through all of the hoops. In January, I opened up the craft career course. Uh, I opened up a mastermind. I, you know, design fabric. I have a podcast. I redid the quilt pattern writing course, which I have spent 
all year working on and it is I'm so proud of the course. I it has been such a labor of love and that's something I'm very very proud of. And then I have written uh, some quilt patterns. I have a blog. I have a weekly newsletter. So I was really trying to use this measurement of I will get to this dollar amount. And I will tell you right now that that is not how I would ever recommend running a business. It has definitely led to um, some fatigue some burnout. And I hesitate to say this because I do not want to sound like I don't love what I do or that I'm not grateful for what I do. However, one of the beautiful things about a podcast is you get a front row seat to the lessons I'm learning in real time, what I'm doing right now. So do I love what I do? Yes, I do. Have I learned some lessons this year? Absolutely. And in fact, if I could go back, I I wouldn't want to do it the same way that I did for burnout's sake, but the lessons that I have learned this year are invaluable. The, The ways that I can help other people now and have the insight and not just be like, oh, I heard someone say that you should take time to be bored. And that's a, that's a good idea. I have walked that walk. I have talked that talk. I know that when money is your end goal, it will not make you happier. It does not. And I have seen that in multiple ways. And I've talked about this before. It's been very, very satisfying and like validating for me to hear people say that when you reach a financial goal, that's not where success and satisfaction come from. Okay, success, that's, that's, an opinion. But the satisfaction, it's very fleeting and shallow. And the moment you reach a dollar goal, you're like, okay, next. Uh, it's, it's not where the, the value lies for me. So I have learned now there will be people out there. And if you're listening and you're like, no, my end goal is the money. And that's what I want my measurement and my metrics to be is the money, money, money. Then I'm not your person. Okay. And I'm very comfortable and happy saying that. I'm also very happy and comfortable saying that you do need to earn money, right? There's this catch 22. I am very adamant that we should charge and earn money for what we do. But when all you are focused on is how much you're earning and your end goal is I will get to this amount no matter what, I will do whatever it takes, I will get this amount. Or that just becomes like, how you value your success as a business owner, then I'm not going to be the right mentor for you. I'm not going to be the right podcast for you. I, I know that when you focus on a holistic business approach and you're focusing on like your values and what you're doing and why you're doing it, that the money will come. But I don't ever want to, again, have that be my focus. And I've learned that from this constant season of spring and trying to, you know, be, be something that really wasn't in line with what I want to be. So then what is my definition of success? What does it look like to Elizabeth Chapel to be successful? And I've written a list here. 
to be well-rounded, to have time with my family, to be able to go to lunch with friends. So I kid you not this year when people are like, oh, let's go to lunch. I generally have said no, or I schedule it a month in advance because nothing's on my calendar a month from now. And then I get like annoyed the day of or the week of, I'm like, oh man, I just wish I could work that day. Like they don't even understand how busy I am. So that's not how I want to show up in life. Uh, I Success is learning to love myself. As you know, I have a life coach and I've gone through therapy and I am really learning how to love myself and what that looks like. A definition of success is knowing who I am, discovering what fills my bucket, learning to love others. It turns out if we try to love others without loving ourselves or loving ourselves and not loving others, it's not possible. They go hand in hand. And the more that I can love myself, the less I judge others, the less I get competitive or critical or needing someone to look a certain way because that's the right way. Just so much more compassion. And that's that has been a big indication of success for me. And then leaning into the fact that I'm not for everyone and everyone's not for me. Even me right here saying, if you're all about the money and being busy and crossing off these metrics of success that look like that, you're not, you're not in the right place. Right. And that's okay. Like there are definitely business mentors out there who, who do that. And, and it's very, very comforting for me to look at other people and say, oh, their approach to business is different. It doesn't make them better. It doesn't make them worse. It's not right or wrong. That's just not how I want to show up in this life. That's not what fulfills my happiness metrics. You know, I have walked down that path and I have seen what I want in life and it's not that. But guess what? For them right now, that is what brings them joy, whatever that looks like for them. And so I'm learning to just allow others to be different. And, and it's uncomfortable. I will say this, it's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable in the fact that there are times where people don't agree with the way that I show up for business. And to, to just be like, oh, I'm at peace with that. That's a bit of a stretch. We are generally as human beings, we're programmed to want acceptance and approval. So I mean, I would have to be like, kind of lying, right? If I said, oh, I don't care at all if people don't like me or my approach, but learning to like, that is okay. And however we think, we always think we are right, you know? And so if someone thinks differently than me or has a different alignment, obviously they think they're right or they wouldn't be doing it. And I think I'm right. And so learning to sit with the fact that we both like the way that we are approaching this and it's different, so that is a metric for success for me. Also, enjoying nature. I have been and want to do more of going outside, taking a walk, listening to nothing. This may sound a little woo, but like I went on a walk in the mountains, I don't know, a year ago. And it was very intentional, like just be with nature. And I remember just reaching down and touching a tree and just feeling so connected to the earth. And it was very healing but I took that time and I, I didn't listen to a podcast, nothing, just being present. And, and I want to do more of that. So that will be a metric of success for me. 
spending time slowing down, remembering that it's not about the money. And when I do focus on the money, I lose track of what I love and I make decisions that do not serve me or my mission. So I'm reading a book right now called The Mountain Is You by Brianna West. It has so many good gems in it that I plan to share in the podcast. This week, I want to focus on one of the the many, many things that I love in there. And it's talking about how we self-sabotage. And namely, this is being busy. And so this comes with that idea of having a season of wintering, you know, that all of us generally, I am thinking with our business, if we're like, yeah, give me that shot of adrenaline that they gave those redwood trees so I can just go, 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 and always be producing and always be doing this, make me a machine, you know, I just want to go. And if I can't, then I'll hire someone who can. Um, So in this book, she talks about being busy and how being busy is really a distraction. Being busy is a coping method. It's a way for us to distract ourselves and to hide from ourselves. It is a way to avoid our feelings. What are you hiding from? And I'm saying you collectively, myself included. Why? Why? And I've talked about this on the podcast before. My business has served me in a way that when I feel like maybe I'm not the best parent I could be, maybe my spouse, you know, maybe we're feeling a little off. Well, I'm going to go to my job because there I do get, you know, people clap and tell me good job, or I get another review or I get more followers. There's that hit of dopamine that I am successful. My value is proven. You know, I can see that I'm accepted and there is a metric there that's measurable and I don't feel super happy over here. So I'm going to run over here and I'm going to hide those feelings with being busy in my business. And I kind of touched on this, but also feeling important. There is a sense of like camaraderie, not camaraderie of what's the word I'm looking for? Accomplishment. You know, I mean, we, we get these awards, so to speak, whether it's money coming in or followers or more downloads, whatever that metric may be for you, we can have this like, yeah, cool. I got a pat on the back there. I am important and I can see just how important I am because of this number right here. And so, I mean, I hope we can all see how that's pretty unhealthy, that we want to be able to not busy ourselves by getting approval or hiding from our emotions. And it's scary, right? I mean, how many of us know? How many of us really want to sit with like, how do I feel uncomfortable? Oh, why, why am I seeking approval in this way? what in my life, why, where did I get that sense that I need approval from others, you know? Um, And then another reason that we are busy is because we have a lack of setting boundaries. We're not able to say no. And again, that usually comes down to people pleasing and not wanting to upset anybody and that we really value their approval of us over our approval of ourselves and so being busy, it's, it's a band-aid. It hides these deeper issues where we, and we think, we think that, oh, I'm so important because I'm busy. Look at how successful I am because I'm busy. 
But really, when we're, we're busy, we are telling people that we don't know how to honor our time and we don't know how to manage our time. It doesn't say anything else. I have never seen a person who's so busy that I'm like, cool for them, man. That's awesome. I wish I had that. Instead, I'm like, oh, those poor things. They should really say no more, <laughs> which I guess is a little judgy on my account. But I feel that same way about myself. There are times where I'm like, why did I do this to myself? Uh, it's because I didn't want to let them down. I wanted to have more success. I want, you know, the reasons we've talked about them, but, and there might be some reasons that you have that, that I didn't touch on, but anyone out there, if you have felt burnt out, you know that being busy has been a band-aid for something that is trying to, it's covering up something in your life that's uncomfortable for you to look at. And it's not a badge of honor. There are some people, however, who on the outside, I would look at their schedule and say, man, they're busy, but they don't feel busy. And that's because they genuinely love what they're doing and their boundaries are working for them. They have a schedule and they have a plan that works for them. And they're not just running around doing things they don't want to do. But then there are people who, whose schedules may look totally identical, but this other person, person B, is going to say, oh, I'm so busy. And they don't love what they do. So how, what do we do if we are feeling this, you know, season of spring, this constant season of spring? I am burnt out. I'm always feeling like I need to go, go, go. The first thing that I suggest doing is, you know, what I asked kind of at the beginning of the podcast, but what, what is your purpose? Why do you do what you do? What does success look like for you? What is important to you? And I would write down, pull out a piece of paper. I just did this yesterday. There is an aspect of my business that I right now am evaluating and making some pretty major changes. This is a very, very big season in my business where 2023 has been, I do think I'm going to look back at 2023 and it will be a very, very pivotal year for change in my business because there are some big changes coming um, that I'm excited about, but, but there's some change and I don't, I won't share too much about it right now because, because there's a process that I need to go through and people that I need to talk to, but I will share when I can. But for me, evaluating what brings me joy, what change do I want to make in the world? When I look at certain parts of my business, I, I know, okay, while this is meaningful, while this builds credibility and does some cool things, it's not fulfilling my end goal. And then anytime I have something on my calendar that I don't love doing, or I kind of regret, or it stresses me to the point of like, why am I, I don't need to do this? Why am I doing this? I really look at that and evaluate. And there are things that are on my calendar that I won't be doing moving forward. I'll fulfill what I have committed already, you know, what I've committed to, but I know now I won't be doing that moving forward. And so really making a list of all the things that you do in your business. What are all of the things that you currently do? And then is it, you know, is this bringing in money? Like, and while I know I say it's not all about the money, but like, is that a smart use of your time? And look at what's the number one income earner for you. Is that what you want to be the number one income earner? Is that the thing you want to be doing? 
And if not, how can you shift what you're doing? How many things are you offering and doing? And what can you eliminate? Look at which one you want to be your main thing. It may not be your main thing yet, but you want it to be your main thing. What are you going to need to change in your business to make that your main thing? What I see a lot of is people, I mean, literally, I got off a call today and someone was like, well, you know, I'm doing this because I I need a blog because of SEO and then I need to create content and then I need to send out an email. I'm like, what what is this need? Why do you say I, I need to? And we talked about like, what, what are you doing to earn money? Because this person was like, I'm not earning enough and I need to be earning more to pay the bills. Like I actually do need to be earning more money. And so we just chatted about, well, how are you earning money now? Okay. You're doing a lot. You're spending a lot of time in this one area and it's not bringing in a lot of money, if any money. And here's this thing that is bringing in money but you're spending all this time focusing on these other things that you feel like you need to do and you don't, you don't need to do it. So we just really looked at her business and reevaluating what is the number one thing you want to be doing? Why do you want to do it? What do you love to do? And say no to the others. And for some reason, this is very scary for people, myself included. I'm going through this right now in 2023. And it's just, it's scary to change things up because familiarity is comfortable. That's just our brain's way of trying to protect us. Uh, It's a, what's a biological thing. Our brains want the path of least resistance. They want things, anything new could be dangerous. It could put us in, you know, our brain is like, don't, you could get eaten by a tiger or that could be, if you eat that new berry over there, it could kill you. You don't know. So our brains are very, you know, prehistoric. I don't know what the right, it's very old. Our brains, the DNA, the makeup of a human, it's, it hasn't caught up with society today. And so our brains are like, no, no, stick with what you know, keep doing same old, same old, same old. But really that same old is keeping you in a rut. So ask yourself, what's important to me? What is, what do I want to be the thing that I am known for and that I do? And narrow that down to one thing. And then don't do the rest. And figure out how to monetize that thing. Now I'm not saying you need to earn a million dollars a year or any amount per year. But if you're in this to run a business you want to be in the black. You don't want to be in the red. That means you want to be earning a profit. You don't want to be going in debt. So this will help you to do that. Get rid of the things that you don't need to do and that you don't want to do. You don't have to do anything. I mean, okay, right. We don't have to do anything where I say that. Literally, you don't. You can sit in your bed all day if you want to. But certain things will get you certain results. And so if you're like, man, I just do not want to do Instagram then find another way to market. That's fine. When I say you don't have to do anything, if you have a business, you'll you'll need to have people find out about it one way or another. So marketing, you'll have to market. But just because one person says they market this way doesn't mean you have to. So find the way that you like the most. And then get comfortable with less. You know, phase out the things. Like if you've committed to do something, follow through with it, do the thing. But then after that, say no. You can just stop doing the thing. You can shut it down and then get comfortable with less. Allow yourself to have some more time where you don't have anything on your calendar, 
where you can go on a walk outside, you can just sit and be bored. We have lost the art of boredom in our current American culture. I will say when um, I went to London with a friend a couple of years ago, it was so uncomfortable for me. We went out to eat and it was so slow. Like they would bring the menu, bring the food and such a slow pace. And I was like, all right, time for the bill. And they wouldn't bring it, wouldn't bring it. And they wanted their pace of life is so much slower in England. And I think you go to other parts of the world, it's even more slow than that. And I was there for a week. And by the end of the week, I still was uncomfortable with it. I'm like, man, I'm going to need like a good year in this culture to learn to just eat slowly, to just sit and be. And so learning to do that, it's unlearning, you know, it's learning to just sit in this slower pace. And there is that competitive, we see other people doing things and think, Oh, I need to do it that fast. I need to do it that way. But we really don't. We just really don't. And then one other thing that I'm setting up and I'm, I'm merging into now there's some things on my calendar that don't align with this yet, but all the future things that I'm scheduling, I'm really trying to, to fit into this. So Mondays, I want to use Mondays to create content. So social media, blog, newsletter, whatever that might be, that is on Mondays, Tuesdays, podcast, I will record both myself and guests, Wednesdays. Those are my art and creative days, sewing, pattern writing, painting, whatever it might be. Those are my art days. Thursdays, meetings, team meetings, whatever meetings that I have, um, CPA, all of that. Thursdays, Fridays, no work. My goal is to have no work on Fridays so that I can go to lunch with friends so that I can take a nap so I can watch TV. And you know what? I really want to stop feeling guilty about watching TV. I love unwinding with that. I do. I just do. And reading a book, I just, I'm really, really excited about that. And I have noticed that when I allow myself time to just sit and be, those are the times where ideas come in. And it takes this mixture. I, you know, I'll have a meeting and I'll talk with someone and "Hmm, we should think about this. And then I have time and I have a little bit of space. And because we've just talked about this thing, my mind is going and, oh, hey, what about that? What about this? Like uh, Liza Taylor and I, we just chatted about the Quilterpreneur Retreat next year, the theme for the retreat next year, swag bags, speakers. And then today, sitting, thinking, being, and I got some really fun ideas. I was like, oh my gosh, what if we did this and this? And if you're just go, go, go and running from task to task to task, you don't allow yourself the, the freedom to, to daydream, to invent, to think. So just that power of downtime. And I know I have heard people say like, oh, naps are for wussies or really glorifying the busy, busy, busy. It's a very real thing spoken or non. I mean, it's, it's like, it is a badge of honor or that's where people feel like their value comes. Or their success can only come if it looks like this. Well, I have followed enough business mentors that I know that success can come in all forms. In fact, um, James Wedmore, I, I love this about him. He's like, I don't get up at five in the morning. I like to sleep until nine. 
I don't make my bed. I don't, I mean, cause all for years, all of these people, business mentors, they're like, I get up at 5am. I work out. I, I cringe when I hear that inside. I died a little bit and I tried it and it's, oh, yes, I got a lot done, but like, I don't, I just don't want to do that. And so seeing that there are successful business people out there who don't get up at the crack of dawn or before the crack of dawn um, and who respect downtime and take time to just smell the daisies, you know, um, that meant the world to me. I was like, oh, thank goodness. So yeah, just getting really clear with your vision for success. What, what things bring you joy? Saying no creating some space for downtime and realizing that it's going to take time. You know, we'll say yes to things and then realize, man, I don't really want to do that. Or you'll be like, I'm going to say no to this. And then you say yes again, because you're still working through this people pleasing or badge of honor or whatever it might be. That's okay. It is a process. We don't change overnight, but we have something, a target, you know, we have something that we're working towards and if you're here and you like my podcast and you're you're liking this idea, then my guess is you like the idea of a slower paced business day life of just being here for an overall holistic approach to success. That it's not just money, money, money. It's not just how how many followers do I have, how much this, metrics, metrics, metrics. That's not how I want to run my life. That's not how I want to run my business. There is, there's beauty in being bored and there's success that comes because of it. And that can only happen with that. Money is not the bottom line. Yes, we need money to pay the bills, but can there be a holistic approach? There can. And I'm here to explore that and to invite you to really lean into that and to enjoy life Yes, we can be entrepreneurs, but we do not have to sacrifice our lives and our connections and friendships at the cost of being an entrepreneur. That's just not how, how it has to look. So I invite you to think about that reel that I told you about at the beginning of the podcast, those redwood trees and that experiment to like, man, what if we put adrenaline in them and just see if they don't hibernate, how much more could they grow? How much bigger could they get? And they died within a year. So think about that. And the next time you feel guilty about taking a day off, remind yourself that we cannot be in a constant season of spring. There has to be a season of wintering to rejuvenate, to allow the ideas to come. And it's a beautiful thing. It's just, it's a fun way to approach life and business. And I am here for it. And if you're here for it, you are in the right place, my friend. And I'm really excited for 2024 and beyond to have you have a front row seat to what that's going to look like in my business, to the changes that are going to be coming, some of which I don't even know how they're going to unfold. I just know that certain things are going to change. And so I'm very excited about that. And I'm really excited to have less that I offer and do and make those the best that I can. So thank you so much for being here on the craft to career podcast. I appreciate you being here as a listener and I will be back next Friday with a brand new episode. 
So until then, have a wonderful week and we'll see you next Friday.